My name is Taryn, and my family and I are members of Make an Electric Cooperative. I love my cooperative because they teach kids about electricity through safety programs at school, and they give back to our community by helping local organizations with projects. Welcome to the Power for Your Life podcast, where we focus on energy efficiency, the value of electric cooperative membership, and safety around electricity. I'm Daryl Lindsay, your host, and today I'm visiting with Travis Mathis from Lewis County REC in Lewistown, Missouri. Travis is the Manager of Member Services and Government Relations. Today's topic, electricity and money. Travis, thanks for joining me today. Let's start our conversation with that all-important situation of high usage. What's the first thing you tell members when they call you about that high usage? Well, I'll tell you, that's a more common call uh, today than it was 20 years ago because usage is something that's at the top of everybody's mind. And the first thing we start talking about a lot of times are the things that they're using in their homes. People don't think about the common things that they have plugged in charging, like their cell phones, their laptops, these instant-on televisions. Um, you know, everybody says that those little high-efficiency, as they're proclaimed, Amish heaters, uh, you know, they, we talk about those type of things, and we look at their, their daily usage. Twenty years ago, you couldn't look at the hour by hour. Now we can look at it in increments of five minutes and help them really get down to where their usage is and, and what's causing those high usages. You know, when you look at electric bills, uh, something that I talk to people about is, is the budget. And I've got a lot of people that will call in about a, an electric bill, and then we actually segue over into their into their monthly budget. And Daryl, when you look at a monthly budget and you look at what electricity is costing you compared to everything else, it's a very small part of that budget. Uh, and everything relies on electricity. When we, we start to talk to these people, they start to realize that. Best example I can give you is I had a young couple, uh, mid-20s, that called in about a an electric bill that was $120. And uh, they wanted to come in and talk about it. We we made an appointment. I actually went out and to their home and said, "Let's let's get to the bottom of this and let's let's see what you're using." One hundred and twenty dollars for their electric bill. That's tremendous considering mine is almost four hundred dollars a month. You know, uh, but they're spending that. And we went out. I talked to them a little bit. We segued into their monthly budget and and we got to talking about what's using the this. Well, they have two laptops that they plug in. They both have cellular devices. There is a modem in the house. They had three instant-on televisions. They had the DVRs. All of these things that, even though they're turned off, are constantly drawing. And as we went around and started talking about these things, I noticed the coffee pot and Alexa there on the counter. Now, what's funny is when you're talking about your monthly budget and you're talking about the cost of electricity and then you get to looking at all the conveniences and everything else you're paying a monthly bill on, if you don't have the electricity, you don't have the cell phone, the modem, the Alexa. 
And so we sat down and, and started talking about that, Daryl. And it came out that the $120 electric bill, they were paying $180 a month for cable television. They were paying $120 a month for internet, uh, paying $150 a month for cell phone. Very quickly, it came to light that the electric bill wasn't really where the problem was. That's kind of interesting thought process because uh, it gets into this next piece that I want to have a little chat with you about. Is it a luxury or is it a necessity? Some of those things, you know, we've programmed in our mind to think that they are a necessity, like our cell phones. We can't live without that device, but yet go back 30 to 40 years we only had one refrigerator and one television in the house. So things really have changed over time. They have, Daryl, and, and that's one of the things when you talk about your cellular devices. You get to looking, I know in our home alone, uh, you know, I've got four boys. You know, they range in age from 15 down to three years old. Well, there's always a cell phone going or an iPad going or an iPod going or a laptop going. And... It's become way of life with different generations, and it depends on what generation you ask whether that cell phone is a true necessity. If you were to ask my parents, my mother still has the flip phone from 15 years ago that I have to go to the internet to find a battery when it goes bad because she's not going to change. She doesn't want to get pictures. She doesn't want to get any of that stuff. But then if you were to ask my son that's 15 years old, he has to have it. And when you look at the school, uh, the school that he attends, all of the, the students have Chromebooks. So not only do, does he need that, he uses his cellular device for the hotspot so that he has the Internet so that he can do his homework. What has become a luxury to one generation has very quickly become a necessity and expected by another generation. If you were to look at the younger generation, and I say a younger generation up to age 30, most of them do not have the experience of any form of a long-term power outage. They expect to go to the uh, light switch, turn it on, and the power be there. They expect to turn on the television and not just have three channels or have to go out and turn the antenna to get two of the three channels. They expect it to be there. We live in an instant society today. Everything is expected to be readily available, and electricity is one of those things that they expect to be there when they flip the switch. And that's a great segue to get into this next point. I know that in our monthly bills, we're paying more for most things today than what we did 40 years ago. But Travis, talk a little bit about the cost of the things from 40 years ago compared to the cost of electricity. Well, let's talk in 1980. If a farmer wanted to go out and buy a new pickup truck, you could pretty well go to the sale barn and sell a load of cattle, sell a load of hogs, do whatever to, to pay the difference between your old pickup truck and your new pickup truck. You know, a pickup truck in 1980 was a $12,000 to $13,000 item. Today, to go and get a bare bones necessity pickup truck, you're talking $40,000. Twelve to thirteen to forty thousand dollars. You look at gasoline. Remember, Daryl, when you used to, if if gas got close to a dollar a gallon, you know it was it was something else in the old gas wars. Ninety seven, ninety eight, nine, ninety nine, nine. You look, hey, if it drops below two dollars a gallon now, you feel like you're getting a bargain for fuel. You know, it's more than doubled. 
you look at the price of a pickup truck, it's almost four times what it was back in 1980. You look at it at milk. Milk in 1980 was around a dollar a gallon. And today, it's about three twenty-seven a gallon. And if you go up and you want something fancy like chocolate milk or organic milk, you'll pay an excess of 4 to $5. When you look at electricity in 1980 as compared to today, there's not a tremendous difference. If you go back even to our founding days in 1935-1936, they were paying 15 to $0.25 cents per kilowatt hour back in the 1930s. And today, with us, you're paying about 10 and a half cents a kilowatt hour. So you look, we're way cheaper over 80 years down the road than what those were. You're still getting a tremendous value for the product that you're getting. Because when you think about this, Daryl, all of those things have gone up. The price of everything has gone up in the past 40 years, past 30 years, even the past 10 years. But what has also gone up is... Everything revolves around electricity. You have to have power for the technology that are in all of our homes today. And really, the biggest bargain, the best bargain you can get is the electricity that you get in your home. And you know, that's right. We sometimes forget that the things that require electricity are actually pretty energy efficient in what they do. That coffee pot, for example... You know, you can brew an entire pot of coffee for less than a dollar. But at the local C-store, that cup of coffee is, what, a dollar fifty or a couple of bucks? That's exactly right. You look at, you want to talk about the the change, look at what a soda pop and a candy bar cost in 1980 as opposed to what it does today, 40 years later. I mean, it's, it's tremendous. People don't think anything about paying four times as much for a pickup truck, but they think about that monthly electric bill and really it's the best value that's coming into their homes. Prices certainly have changed over time. Let's take a short break and when we come back, there are some simple things you can do around the house to save money on your electric bill each month. We'll discuss those when we return. Here's something that'll perk up the day of every electric co-op member. Since 1936, the average price of a pound of coffee has increased 51 times. But the average price of your electricity has only increased two times. Just one more way it pays to be a co-op member. Learn more about the power of your co-op membership at TogetherWeSave.com. My life is always on, every single day and the electricity my co-op provides is more essential to it than ever before. It allows me to shop online while I'm watching TV and keeps my mobile phone charged so I can return the 10 missed calls from my mother. I depend on the electricity from my co-op to power my life and keep me connected every single day. Learn more about the power of your co-op membership at TogetherWeSave.com. Discover the value of your co-op membership. Visit membersfirst.coop today. Energy saving tip number six, a one degree increase in heating set point or reduction in cooling set point can increase energy use by three to five percent. Back with more of the Power for Your Life podcast 
and our discussion with Travis Mathis from Lewis County REC in Lewistown, Missouri. And Travis, before the break, we were talking about how the price of common food items has changed over the past 40 years. And more than just food, some of the common items like pickup trucks that are a necessity on the farm. One thing that has stayed very affordable is electricity. Talk about how stable the price of electricity has been over time. You alluded to the fact that back in the 30s, when Lewis County REC was established, prices were pretty high. But today, they are cheaper than they were some 80 years ago. They are cheaper. Now, granted, people use more electricity now than they did back in the 1930s. But when you look at 15 to 25 cents a kilowatt hour, as opposed to 10 and a half, 11 cents a kilowatt hour, uh, you know, and you look at everything that's going on in your home, it, it's really a bargain. Um, when you look at everything else and, and the way that things have gone up, electric cooperatives have really kept the core of their business, and that is safe, reliable, affordable electricity. And, you know, being not-for-profits, we're able to do that. We're able to keep those costs down. As everything else, our cost of business has risen just, just like everything else has. But we try to watch that bottom line because anytime we're spending a dollar, we're spending our member owner's dollar. We're spending it right out of your pocket if you have uh, elect, you know, electric meter on our system. So electricity is still a tremendous bargain. You look at that, you think 80-some years at how that has changed. Well, you look at what you could buy back 80 years ago for $100 as opposed to what you can buy for $100 today. If you had $100 back then, you were you, you were in high cotton, as they would have said. $100 today won't almost won't cover a trip uh, to the grocery store. You know, that's so true. I know my wife shops for the two of us, and, and the bill's pushing $200 a week. And you just sit there and wonder what you're going to fix for meals for the week. And the comment is usually something like, well, we just spent money at the store, so there's got to be something in the house to eat. That's right. And with six of us in the house, I'll tell you, you're always opening the cabinet and you'll go on a Saturday to the grocery store. And by the next Saturday, it's like, where did all of that go? And, you know, I say that those those places, those grocery stores have got about a hundred dollar cover charge just for walking through the door. And when you look at what your 30 day electric bill is and you average that out, uh, your heating, your cooling, your your heating hot water, uh, your technology that we talked about. And, you know, everybody likes that technology. They like to be able to say, Alexa, do this. But it all relies on electricity. And without the electricity, you wouldn't have those conveniences at home. You wouldn't have those comforts at home. And the electric co-ops nationwide have worked hard to keep that affordable. And that that's a tremendous thing. We're not-for-profit organizations and we truly take what we do uh, very responsibly, and we, we manage the members' monies so that they can get the biggest bang for their buck. And finally, Travis, what are some simple things that homeowners can do to save money on their electric bill each month? Well, I'll tell you what, just, just dialing back. Go to the smart thermostats. Get a smart thermostat. That's going to save you money so that everything's kicking on and off. I'll tell you, if you'll put things on power strips, one of the things that I tell anybody that has teenagers in their home is you get them a surge protector power strip and plug everything into it. Because what happens when you walk into any teenager's room, everything's on. I can go into any of my son's room, flip one switch, everything's turned off. 
you know, you've got to be conscious of what you're leaving on. It's switching to LED lighting. LED lighting is tremendous. We went from the incandescence to the compact fluorescence, now LEDs. LEDs last a long time and use very little lighting. You know, all of us remember back in the day, mom and dad or grandma and grandpa saying, turn the light off when you leave the room. Those little things, if you can be conscious of those little things so that you're not leaving things on, you're using technology to your advantage. Technology, yes, is using some energy, but let it use it to your advantage. Let those things like your dishwasher kick on. Maybe your cooperative offers some different types of of, uh, uh, rates if you do things at night as opposed during the day. Use the timers on those things. One of the big things I see in our area, Daryl, are water, you know, livestock waters. They've got heaters in those. Put those things on timers. Same thing with your diesel pickup, your diesel tractor, or your semi. Go out, spend 5 to $6, get a timer, put it on there. Don't let that thing sit there and percolate all the time. There are a lot of little things that you can think about. Opening your curtains during the day, closing them at night. Very easy thing. Let the natural light of the day come in and heat Heat the room, close your curtains, let it insulate your windows at night. Lots of little bitty things. And I'll tell you, when you think about the value of electricity, Daryl, think about this. We all stop at the convenience store. We run in, we pay $2 for a bottle of soda, another dollar for a candy bar. How many times do we do that every month? Will you think about if you do that, $3 for 30 days, there's a big part of your electric bill. We don't think at all about doing that. We need to be as cognitive about using electricity as we are about all the other expenditures and all of the things that are our monthly, what we think are our monthly necessities. It all comes back. If you don't have electricity, you don't have the rest. And take that $3 and invest in a tube of caulk and caulk around your windows. That existing caulk is probably old enough it needs to be replaced. That's right. Caulking around your windows, if you look at just ceiling, just walk around your home and look at little bitty things like that. Uh, maybe you're, you've got the, the little dampers on the bottoms of the doors. Make sure those door dampers, make sure your doors seal tight. Make sure your windows get shut and locked if they've got a lock, especially during the winter. It's just as important in the summertime to keep those windows locked and closed if you've got your air conditioning on. So you want everything to be tight. Seal that envelope. A lot of that doesn't cost very much money. No cost, low cost ways to cut your to cut that. I'll tell you what, best thing you can do is get those kids to take showers instead of baths because it uses a lot less hot water. And set an egg timer. When those kids go in there to take that bath, set an egg timer. Give them so many minutes. In and out. Make it a game. Make it fun. See who can who can stay to that. I'll tell you another thing. Kids are, are something that you can have fun with and saving energy. Do some challenges. Give some rewards monthly for who can be the most energy efficient in the home. Teach them energy efficiency while they're little and it will go on throughout their life. Much as the people that came on to the rural electric cooperatives 80 years ago, those people still look at us as the REA they still remember what it was like to sell the eggs, to get the $5, to get the electricity. We need to educate our children and youngsters that way as well to the true value of electricity. And there are more energy-saving ideas out there for you. Be sure to check out our website at membersfirst.coop. Travis Mathis from Lewis County REC, thank you for sharing your expertise today. 
Thank you, Daryl. Thanks for listening to our podcast. To learn more about this topic and other safety, efficiency, and energy technology information, contact your local electric cooperative or visit us on the web at membersfirst.coop. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash membersfirstcooperatives or on Instagram at instagram.com slash membersfirst. If you have a question or topic you would like us to consider for an upcoming episode, email us at membersfirst at aeci.org. Thank you.